0: All right, everyone, welcome to episode number 13 of Spunk Lake Sports jam Pack show today. Uh, I'm assuming you know what happened during the Vikings game. We'll discuss. I'm not sure how much we'll want to discuss, but we'll discuss other things. We've got peace of my mind, of course. The Wolves, last three in a row, they're currently playing right now. We'll give you live updates. The Wild are going wild on a hot streak here. We'll discuss that and other things, too. On top of that. We got a fill-in co-host here. Quan is out ski for this episode, and we got a special, special guest coming up here. So stick around. Let's kick it. Bunk Lake. To episode number 13 of Spunk Lake Sports. Like I said in the intro, uh, we're missing Klon this week. So we got a nice little fill-in guest. Uh, can I get a little drum roll, please? My boy, the man of all men, the legend, sports reporter, sports nut, and unofficially the hottest man of 2021, decided by me. Jeremy Lagos, Jeremy, my man, how are you doing? Thanks for being on.
1: Oh, wow. I, yeah, I came in feeling pretty good on myself. I feel a lot better now. That was quite the intro. I'm feeling hey, great.
0: Hey, there we go. There we go. Well, I'm sitting here. So, sports reporter for the Monticello Times, how you doing over yonder?
1: Oh, yeah, we're doing great. Uh, Monticello is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, they like me. Oh, over yeah, there. I bet. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah, pretty nice uh, facilities too, so not too bad.
0: All right, any, any sweet things you've covered so far? I know you haven't been there too long yet, but have you seen any report anything that, that's uh, really just jumped out, really had a good time doing?
1: Actually, I just did a story on something you'd probably really appreciate. You think it's really cool. Um, his name is Michael Cooper. He used to play basketball for Monticello. He graduated in 2015. Um, He didn't play a whole lot, more of like a role player, like bench leader kind of guy. Um, But he uh, ended up going to Northern State, being a student assistant coach there. Then I think he went off to Southern Arkansas, was an assistant coach there. And now he's um, coaching at uh, Queens University in Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. So a guy that didn't play a whole lot of basketball was able to, you know, Still, find a career fit with it. And I think that was really sweet.
0: I know. And I know too, um, isn't there a St. Cloud State head co- or St. Cloud State coach that's at like the real Grand Valley uh, Vipers, the G League? Ma, his first name's Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad. And I honestly, I don't think I can pronounce that last name without completely butchering it. Starts off with A B D E L. F A T T A H. So that's that's a little out of my realm. However, that's cool. We got a Saint Cloud State prodigy on a G League squad running the show, and at the same time, that's kind of where it all started for us, Saint Cloud State. So, oh, yeah. obviously, yeah. obviously we did the broadcasting program together. But uh, I asked Rob this, and, and you and me were boys, yeah. And then Rob, the the three Musketeers, straight up.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, too
0: easy. I can't remember. Um, I do remember my first memory of Rob. I can't really remember my first memory of you. I'm assuming we were yelling at each other for uh, something about LeBron. But do you remember (laughs) anything? Do you have a first memory of me? Were you just like, oh, my God, this guy's going to just get it?
1: I guess, you know, it is kind of a weird – happenstance how we became like such great friends considering we shouldn't
0: him. be friends honestly yeah,
1: no, no way you know
0: all things considered we shouldn't be friends but we are
1: One of the biggest lebron guys you'd probably ever meet and you're obviously wasn't the biggest lebron guys at the time to at the time
0: yep at i the, officially rescinded time. my hate as a as of last year but yes so now so now it's smooth sailing yeah, so, yeah do absolutely. you do you have a memory of uh of me or or what's uh, what's one thing that comes to mind
1: well first off uh I definitely the hair when I first met you oh. the hair for sure mm. we did a little crazy's action I got the flow going now a little bit that was something you had
0: I yeah it was it was pretty whack at that time I I had a couple weird hair phases when I first got there it was like shaved head like barely any hair on top. And then one day I decided to not get a haircut for a year, probably. And, and then we switched roles. You were the bald guy, and I was the guy with just a mop of hair. And now, now we're pretty uh pretty pretty tame as of now. But I I will say this. Um as long as Klon is still in, I will be joining you in the mullet clan. Ooh, okay. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to the Daytona 500 in February here. So I was just, yeah, we're going, we're going to a NASCAR race. So I was like, man, if there's any time to grow, grow a freaking mullet, this is the time.
1: Yeah, that is absolutely the time. Absolutely. <laughs> like,
0: what's your, what's your favorite memories from cloud? Uh, if, unless it's like a, just a blur.
1: Well, you know, I do, uh, I remember all those crunch time meetings and all those crunch time episodes. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a specific, when it comes to you and me, I think a specific one that comes to my mind, and it's one word. Can you guess it? Uh, Would it be uh, wolves? Rumpies. Close. (laughs) (laughs) How many nights do we have? Just to the loon. You want a shot of rumpies? Yeah. You need another shot of rumpies?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh how, many
0: ta- how many times did that happen?
1: Oh way too many times to count. Oh, legendary
0: yeah. Le- legendary times here. But if let let's kind of get into it here. Starting things off. So germ, I know who you are. You're you're probably the biggest Vikings fan I know. and I'm sure you're quite well aware of what happened as everyone and their mothers know, the Vikings did once again blow it versus Detroit. Really, really stating the fact that this team can beat the best team or lose to the worst team on planet Earth. Number one, right there. That's your 2021 Minnesota Vikings. And from what I said last week, basically to reiterate, I was like, hey, the defense had a really bad week against the 49ers. So you can't see them. It's hard to get beat up by the 49ers offense and Jimmy Garoppolo and then get beat up again by Jared Goff, which they did And that was all without DeAndre Swift as well. So let's get to it, Jerm. What do you have to say about that game? Tell me.
1: Well, I just, it's the fact that, you know, all (laughs) things, boils down to this. You give up a long game-winning touchdown drive to Jared Goff. You give up a 75-yard game-winning touchdown drive to Jared freaking Goff. And... The 0 10 and 1 Lions. I don't understand. It's every single week. It's every single week they have either won or lost on the last possession. And it's just mind boggling to me how they can continue to let that happen every single week. And it's not even just the end of the second half when obviously that matters the most. And because that's what's causing the games, it's the end of the first half too. They've given up the most points in the league in the last two minutes. They've given up eight mm-hmm. touchdowns. They've scored one <laughs> in the last two minutes of the first half. And it's like those, you know, it, those racks little...
0: up. It, it, it racks up not only on the team and their morale, but it also racks up on the mental well-being of their fans. Where is your mental health right now when it comes to the Vikings?
1: <laughs> oh, God, they... I'm one of the most optimistic people. When and I know, I know
0: that. I know that.
1: Makes no sense considering the fans of the teams that we are of. But I'm honestly, I'm still considering the rest of the teams, you know, the seventh seed. They, they get an extra playoff spot the extra week. I'm still kind of on, you know, I haven't completely fallen off the, the wagon yet obviously they have a lot of things to fix up and if they don't make it I wouldn't be surprised because of their defense is so shoddy but it's like that that lines that lines game that was a shot to the heart that hurt my soul that was so
0: tough. so I guess whether the Vikings make it to the playoffs or not do you still do you, if they make it to the playoffs do you keep Zimmer
1: not if it's like a one and done kind of thing I yeah you know it needs it's, to be a decent little run
0: especially if we just sneak in at the seventh spot, like on the last game of the season, sneak in the seventh spot and just get bounced right away. There's just, there's no way you can really justify it, especially this loss on the last freaking drive of the game. And not only have we let up those drives to Jared Goff, but also Sam Darnold, who is no longer starting. And Cam Newton is, oh man, you just hate to see it. I love cam, but man, he is washed.
1: I am bingo washed. yeah it was, it was really nice to see that you know the whole I'm back, blah 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 blah. great uh, great story for a couple of weeks, but it's cam has come back to earth and it's unfortunate because I was a fan of him for a while.
0: Yeah. I think everyone was. but yeah. kind of back kind of back to Vikings. so let's have a little fun with this. put yourself so you're you are Mike Zimmer now. You walk yeah. into Ziggy Wilf's office and he asks you, what reason do you have to keep this job? What do you say? Do you give a reason or do you just walk out and, and just be like, I have no reason?
1: Well, I think <laughs> Get it over were, with. <laughs> I think him or what he really has to sell himself on in order to not lose his job by the end of the year is, you know, just give Look what happens when they do make the playoffs. I mean, obviously, they haven't done a whole lot, but with Mike Simmer in the playoffs, they were the first team ever uh, in the wild card round to be a 13-win team. They go into the Superdome. They go, you know, down to Nolens, and they almost blew And, that and then first. hashtag Kyle Rudolph happens. Hashtag Kyle Rudolph and Adam Thielen, too. That Adam Thielen catch just mm. – so, you know, they go there, obviously, you know, they lose to the 49ers who, you know, honestly should have won the Super Bowl if Jared Goff was the quarterback. <laughs> and on, to, on top of that, too, the defense was nearly unstoppable. Defense, they, it was their front, their front line on both ends. They just beat everybody up and they'll trenches. And that's why, you know, the Niners are so good that year. But it's like, I don't know. It would be really – that's what I'd have to tell myself to find Zimmer. It's, and I'm a believer of this, too, is just make the playoffs and anything can happen, you know? Right. Well, especially,
0: especially with this Vikings team, like, you, you, they could literally just become the Giants of 2007 and just go to, or add the extra loss, whatever, for the extra game. But they could certainly run through the playoffs if they wanted to. They beat, They handled Green Bay. You just do what you did to Detroit. It's, it's, a, it's a coin flip at that point. I think that's where my head is at. And
1: yeah, that's I'm where were the best team, uh, they played the Cardinals the best out of anybody up until, you know, a couple weeks ago.
0: Should have won the game too. Won the, yeah. like, so I don't really have much to say about the team or like their play besides I'm just sick of this crap. Like I'm sick of just not showing up to games we should win, especially in 2021. We've done this. We've we beat teams we should have beat in years prior. Granted, the Bears and Soldier Field, I mean, that's always, that's just tough no matter what. I don't understand why, but the Vikings and Soldier Field never works out well. But on top of that, I love our roster, but I mean, do you see anything specific? The, a lot of talented guys, I've mentioned this so many times. Is there anything wrong with this roster? Def- I would say, probably defensively. Offensively, we're looking nice, just we're not executing, I guess. <laughs> But, yeah. kind of sticking to the defense side, where we're really struggling. do you do you keep this roster intact? i I do obviously know that we have a couple injuries, but do you run it back again with these same guys?
1: Um it would be hard to run it back with the same guys. I know Patrick Peterson was is obviously he's been really good for them this year, but he was hurt, obviously for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I really. The really big shot, obviously, was Daniel Hunter when he went down. That's really when the defense kind of took a nosedive. Yeah. Um. It's tough because they have a lot of really good players, like you said. They have a lot of great individual talent. I do think the issue is they're the a, a decent amount of them can't stay healthy, and that's that's, so, they-
0: that's something <laughs> to definitely point out when it all comes down to it. It's always someone, but especially with football, it's always the it, for this sport. It's next man up. And they should, be, they should definitely be ready to – whoever decides to come in, or whoever gets hurt, the replacement – and we have a good – I would say we have a good enough franchise, a good enough culture to be able to be a plug-and-play kind of team, but obviously that hasn't worked out too well either.
1: <laughs> well, it's – you know, I don't know if they still lead the NFL in sacks, but up until last week they did. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see – if they can still generate a pass rush without Hunter and that was oh yeah that was another thing against Detroit it's like Jared Goff is not good against um the blitz and the Vikings refused to blitz him even though in the limited chances they did blitz him during that game he did not play well so it's like
0: I think that's where it comes into play where Zim has to be gone at that point you're a defensive coach you had at the, at the very least, those guys have to be in line, and they have to be doing their jobs to the highest extent because that's what we expect with a defensive head coach. When our, uh, when our defense is the bottom third in the league, what's, what's the point of keeping Zim around then? And he's spent uh, – him and Spielman has spent how many first-rounders on bum corners? And on top of that, just – we, fight. I do give credit to Spielman for finding a diamond in the rough – Like close to every year, but a lot of those draft picks are just—it's tough. It's tough. So, I guess if Zim's gone, do you do you can Spielman too?
1: I I like Spielman. I'm I do too. I think you keep Spielman around a little longer, just Mm -hmm. because you know he has done some really good things. The roster, um, you know, has a lot of really good. Like we've mentioned, they have a lot of really good individual talent, but I think it. You know, Zim, I think, unfortunately, as much as I like him, I think he's run his horse. Um, I think <laughs> it's just he doesn't have it anymore.
0: He can, he can uh, spend the rest of his days sipping whiskey by the fireplace, and I would be totally fine with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, his um, lovely girlfriend, I'll just.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess going forward, we, we have the – so this episode's going to drop tomorrow morning. So Vikings, Steelers coming up do you have a prediction for this how, or i guess more so how do you think this game is going to go are we going to are we going to see the vikings the last two games or are we gonna are they just gonna do what they do and just like win this game and that and then we're more confused than we were
1: i'd really like to say that the vikings should be able to win um they... you think
0: you'd love to say that i'd love to say that last week too yeah
1: yeah i think you know they're kind of Vikings like in a way where you know they have some really good pieces but they just haven't been able to put a whole lot of complete games together and Ben is one half team yeah. whether
0: it be the first half they play well or the second half they play well the yeah. other half is brutal and that's yeah. that's kind of what I've been taking. and just like finishing just finish just it's not hard like,
1: I think that, that kind of goes back to you know allowing all those touchdowns at the end of the halves it's like you got to finish the half. You got to finish the end of the game, obviously, um, and that's really killed them. You know See, they jump out of all these leads, and they, whether it be conservative play calling or just not being able to stop people on defense, they just give it away.
0: And yeah. It's... Now I'm now I'm disappointed. Now I'm disappointed and a little angry and a little fired up. Now, <laughs> so this is the best possible time to talk about peace of my mind, which is my favorite topic to do. Jeremy, do you, do you know how this goes?
1: Oh, I, oh yeah. I,
0: all right. All right. Do, you, do you want to start it off, or should I kick it off here?
1: I can start it off if you want me to, for sure.
0: All right. Give, give, give her hell.
1: All right. And, you know, like I kind of told you before, it was ironic because you said, oh, you got a spicy meatball. And, oh, do I very much have a spicy meatball? So...
0: It's better be a spicy meatball then.
1: Yeah. So I walk in a subway, you know, hungry after work, you know, it's right on my way home. I haven't been a Subway in a while. Usually used to be one of my favorite spots. I want to yeah. stop in, grab my meatball sandwich like I have every time I've stopped in a subway for the last decade and a half. And I'm like, you know, obviously they don't have the $5 footlongs anymore, but I'm walking in expecting like, yeah, I'll pay $7 for a sandwich. And, you know, it's kind of just how it goes. I get to the end of the line,
0: $10 for a okay, meatball?
1: For a Subway meatball sandwich. I, my I didn't, uh, I literally like, I just stared at the price. Like the cashier told me the price. And I just kind of stared at it for a bit. And I was like, <laughs> what? I, I walked in with a $10 Again? bill. Like, this will be easy. And I'm like, it blew my mind. I was like, what the, what the heck happened to, you know, Subway. It's not. What
0: happened greatest. to Subway?
1: It's what happened to Subway. They're not the greatest quality. They don't even have any decent prices anymore. What's the point of going to Subway? There's so many better sub shops. Subway. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you know, you you just. I
0: I do I do love that you brought that up too because this is the one thing that just irks me about Subway. I just every time I love. I like onions, but I don't like a lot of onions. And when I say on my sandwich, can I just have a couple of onions? And when I mean a couple, like three or four onions on my sandwich, they still just grab a fistful of onions and drop it on the sub. And my eyes just pop out of my head. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't going to taste good now, dude. I I literally said like a couple, I just, Put on just a couple onions, just a just a couple banana peppers. I don't want to just be the onions with the side of fucking turkey. I I just can't do it.
1: I don't want to bite into my onion sandwich. That is not appealing.
0: If I wanted an freaking onion sandwich, I would have freaking ordered it. I just want a turkey. I want a couple onions for taste, for a little texture, and I just want to move on with my life. Okay. I want to pay $12 for this Subway sub. And I want to get that line. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a that's a good first one though. That's that's a good first piece of my mind. Um, yeah, no, no problem. Got you, Holmes. <laughs> but for me, it's it's kind of like it's a string of things. So you know when you go through like a, a little funk or like a bunch of little things just c- continuously go wrong for you and and then it just keeps building up like the even the littlest things that don't even matter happens and it's just like a minor inconvenience but it just fires you up it's pretty much been my life for like the last 2 weeks i would say so to just, just let's just start on monday i don't have any food in my apartment all right let's go get some food get in the car battery's dead don't know why all right okay i will order that's totally fine ideally not like all right whatever um, check check uh, my my tracking for a couple christmas presents i ordered well there's a christmas present in the mailbox let's go check out the mailbox the mailbox is broken like i literally it, i couldn't fit my key into the box and and this was a frosty the snowman christmas tree ornament i needed this now yeah and then oh, <laughs> so just like give me a break here at this point I what I did I did end up getting into the mailbox. I will say that. I worked at it for 20 freaking minutes sitting sitting at my apartment mailbox. There's a camera right there probably just like or obviously recording me. If anyone's watching, there's just they're probably watching just this fucking scumbag just trying to get into his mailbox and he's just struggling and he's hitting the wall cuz he can't get it open. He's so frustrated. Like just help a brother out or even like like today, today, I'm just ready to clock into work, take a step, get up, take a step and I kicked over my my, my roommate's coffee and I was oh. like, oh my God, stop the nonsense. hashtag stop the nonsense. So I it's just been like just give me a break here. I need I need a breather. Like, let's have a couple things go right. And yeah. because when I got that mailbox open, I was, I was like, okay, life isn't too bad. Just give me one little small W per day, and I'm a pretty content guy. I will, I will say
1: that. It can take a lot just, <laughs> when I want to open my mailbox, let me open my mailbox.
0: Come on, man. Just let me open the. I just want my frosty the snowman Christmas tree ornament, man. Like this has to get on my. I can't wait a day to put this on my tree. That's one less day on the tree. I just can't yeah, do can it.
1: So many days, too.
0: It's it's disgusting, and I hate it. Hopefully, it gets a little better. At least I'm not assuming it will, because assuming makes an ass out of you and me.
1: Yeah, That's sure so,
0: true. Yeah, I don't know. That's just been just rattling my cage too. Speaking of uh, rattling my cage, you want to talk about the wolves a little bit?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, loving love so love, love my little timber pops.
0: Oh God! So after winning seven of the last eight games, the injury bug snuck up on the wolves, and now they've lost three straight. They're currently playing the Jazz right now, which we did sweep last year. So we kind of, so we kind of had the rights of the owners to the Utah Jazz, which I'm really appreciative. of. But Patrick Beverly, back in the starting lineup, he's good to go, left adductor strain, I had to Google what that was, apparently it's just <laughs> a fancy word for groin, cat landed directly on his tailbone, that was one of the ugliest falls I have ever seen, and I felt the pain through that.
1: Yeah, that's not a good, that's <laughs> not a good one, no, nope. I think everyone can feel that when they saw that.
0: hmm so the wolves took an ugly loss to Atlanta just a couple nights ago, and it seemed like and kind of felt like watching the old wolves. Not interested in the game, crappy defense, chucking shots, and when we did chuck shots, we missed all of them. So I don't. I I know it's it's early in the season. I shouldn't be worrying this much, but every time I get a hint of the old wolves, I just get terrified. But that's why we have Pat Bev. He's back cat cat's playing as well (laughs) wolves are now down 10 i last time i looked up it was we were up 10 so that's not good however we'll be keeping an eye on that for you but i guess uh on this part germ is this is this losing skid or these these losses a little scary to you
1: well like you kind of mentioned um with the Timberwolves, anytime you hit three losses in a row, you know, and Kat also mentioned this earlier this year. That three in a row can all of a sudden be fifteen. Like this Timberwolves is you know, the losing it can it's contagious around here. And you'd like to say that the culture is changing. Pat Bev obviously is huge with that. You bring in some guys with some grit who can you know, play defense and have the want to play defense because that's a big part of it. You have a lot of guys over the years that just don't have any interest in playing defense with this team. All the
0: intangibles to play defense, but it's just not in the cards.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, what was, you know, no disrespect to Carl Anthony Towns, he's obviously, you know, the greatest player since he's been drafted. But, you know, when he came out of the draft, his scouting report was monster on defense. We'll see where the offense, you know, goes. And he's been, you know, one
0: of the greatest 45% from 3 this year yeah, <laughs> which is ridiculous for a 7 footer
1: yeah i mean he's basically james harden on offense he literally doesn't really have any weaknesses i mean not besides the best.
0: besides getting charge calls that guy gets more charge calls than anyone i've ever seen in my entire life actually this entire wolves team i would say just the guy posts up and they just they're like all right we're just running through this guy hoping it's a block like, that's why I feel like every time.
1: Yeah, it's – you'd like to see a little more finesse out of him a little bit. A little
0: whatever. more passing, ball movement, just smooth fluidity. Just look like a team and make your damn open shots. Like, I, I love when Malik Beasley goes 6 of 8 from 3, but he goes 0 oh of 7 from 3 more than he goes 6 of 8 from 3. And I just – he's a 40% shooter from last year. You just – for this Wolves team, you need him to shoot 40% if we want to be dangerous in any facet.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's you know, and was it the first game? Well, they're now three game losing streak. He took a bunch of shots at the end and couldn't really hit any of them. And
0: yep, you know. that was rough. I think he took about five threes within the last two minutes of the game and bricked them all. And the, I can't remember what game it was, but we had all the chances in the universe to take that game because it was close through and through through throughout the entire thing. I believe it was against the Nets.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yep. Yes. So, I mean, you just expect more on Malik Beasley. And even even then, a little bit more out of Ant. Because he's like, he's our golden child, like, He's our baby. You don't want to just get at him too much, but he's, he's chucking a lot of shots and he's not really moving the ball as much as I'd like him to, especially with the, like the weapons we have on the team.
1: Which is weird to say, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is weird to say. So I don't, I don't really know. Like just, I think an ant has to be a lot more efficient with his shots and yeah, I mean, yeah. for this team, it's, it, they're kind of like the Vikings. They can win, they can get unbelievably hot or unbelievably cold with a s- straight snap of a finger. And I don't know, that, that infuriates me. <laughs> we should be past, or I guess we shouldn't be past this stage. Cause we never hit this stage in the first place. However, like this is a team that should be putting it together.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, the good teams are more consistent. You know, they're obviously going to rattle off. Good teams will rattle off seven wins in eight games, but they're not going to lose seven in a row before that. You know, they're not going yeah. to. Um,
0: before before the seven out of eight games we won, we lost eight out of nine. Like you can't just shooting yourself in the foot continuously is not going to work, especially in the Western Conference, especially in the NBA. So with this team, you just got to stay consistent but I I like where it's heading. Obviously, the defense, by far the best we've ever seen in the last, maybe in our lifetime, minus KG era, post KG era. This could be the best defense we've ever seen on a Timberwolves court, right?
1: Yeah, even with those, you know, Jimmy Butler, that Jimmy Butler team, you know, that's the forbidden year. <laughs> the forbidden, year yeah. the forbidden year. Haven't really ever had a good consistent defense.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say so either. But that's why we have the guys like Pat Bev. That's why I really love Vando. And yeah. and I mean, I'm not sure if you saw this but like the most efficient starting 5 in the league is D'Lo Pat Bev and Cat and Vando. That is the most efficient starting 5 in the entire NBA or, or most efficient set of 5 players on the court, which is crazy because they, when they're healthy, obviously they all start together. But do you think – this injury bug has plagued us. So do you think if we – if this continues, will we be able to – will we be able to get past it? Will we be able to move ahead? Because these – every game that d missed has been oof. Cat missed a game, and that was just like, mm. Pat Bev missed a couple games. Like, ah. So it seems like this is like kind of a team that needs all of its pieces together.
1: Yeah, no. You, uh, they, you know, they have a lot of talented players. The only thing is the way that they work, when you lose one cog in the machine, then the, it just, you it know. It just falls apart. I don't understand. It happens every time with this
0: stupid team. And I'm just – and you They're can like tell, out too. Out the well, once they miss, like, five open <laughs> shots in a row, the body language is just bad. The, and then the shot, the shot making – or the shot taking – the shots they choose to take are just rancid. They just start chucking. Once they miss a lot of open shots, they just start trying to make their own offense. It's just true. I mean, trust the process. Huh? Like, you have enough guys on your team to just keep passing until someone's open. You just got to make the shot, which is obviously also something we struggle in this year, which we shouldn't have. Do you see this team getting, getting it offensively eventually? hopefully ideally
1: like yeah they're kind of like a mcdonald's ice cream machine when they're working it's great and it's phenomenal but you know more often than not it's not working and that's when things kind of fall apart so
0: and then and then us the customers start yelling through through the ordering (laughs) ordering machine and then then the worker's like dude i don't know what's going on
1: yeah you know i do but you know so it's It'll be interesting to see how they do because they have a lot of guys that work with each other. You have, you know, you have your offensive pieces. You you know, you have obviously Towns and D'Lo. Those are three really good offensive players, especially when you have, you know, Vando and Pat Bev with them who can kind of um, play defense and kind of stick up on their end of the court. And to D'Lo's credit, he's been a lot better of a team defender this year. I know he gets a lot of, you know, People
0: are forgetting that deal. He he's like top top ten in net rating for starters in the entire league right now. And I mean, you've watched him. He isn't hitting many shots unless it's in the clutch. So obviously, you got to make up for it somewhere. And defense, man, he's been he's been dude he's been he's almost twice as good as he was last year on defense.
1: Oh yeah, and I think part of that goes into you know they're they've obviously had some success early in the season especially to Timberwolves standards, so.
0: (laughs) Not much, (laughs) but it's a, but it's a W. We'll take, as Wolves fans, you just take the small Ws.
1: Yeah, you know, we entered December with above 500 record for probably the first time, and I couldn't tell you, but when was the last time we've been able to say that? So, you know, it's, that's probably why he cares a little bit more is because they're doing better, Mm so I think that,
0: and they, they kind of see there's actually something here now, like winning those the seven of eight. There's something there. Just yeah. keep tapping into it. Keep tapping into it. Make your shots. Don't put too much. Don't, don't. I feel like this Wolves team puts a lot of unneeded pressure on themselves. And then that's when they start, especially Carl, especially Cad. I feel like he puts a lot of unneeded pressure on himself. And then that's where it just starts to fall apart. Well,
1: we've been saying this for basically the end of last year, you know, when they got healthy and they finally, you know, had that, I think, seven and five record down the stretch when everybody played. So we were like, hey, if these guys can actually play and stay healthy, we might have something here. And so far when we have been healthy, they've definitely showed that they have talent to win games. Um, You know, and going back to that Philly game, that was a really tough grind and grit team. You know, Embiid was getting every single call. You have what, three Our backs
0: teams. were against the oh, wall wow. that game. We we overcut We overcame just roadblock after roadblock. McDaniel's fouled out. Cat fouled out. I can't remember if Vando fouled out, but he you did. got Nas Reed He's playing. In, yeah, you got Nas Reed playing in overtime, and they held. They held their own. That's what I want to see from this Wolves team. So, I'm not going to ask if you think the Wolves could make the playoffs. Will they? Yeah. Ooh, spicy meatball. Spicy as he meatball.
1: Said, okay. As you said, there is the playing tournament, which is kind of a cheat code, but they def, they definitely can at least make the 10th seed at minimum and get a playing spot for the playoffs. But, you know, maybe they sneak their they're, they're inch into that third seed if they can, you know, hover around that and at least stay in the sixth seed and they don't even have to play in the tournament. You know, that'd be huge.
0: That and especially with this Western conference right now, they, it's certainly feasible because every the West is just beating the crap out of each other right now. So everyone's relatively close in the standings. And I just checked the score. Looking up, we're on a 12-0 run. Wolves uh wolves from down 10 to up two. Basketball. I love basketball. What a what a game of runs, but what what a stressful product to watch
1: super stressful product to watch it's like you know for whatever reason we put ourselves through this every year but it'll be worth it someday what <laughs> if
0: maybe hopefully ideally that's awesome okay well let's get into something a little more lighthearted here I, I don't want to think about this anymore I, I know the wolves are going to do something that's going to make me angry so I want to just Think about the holidays. Think about the season. Christmas, my favorite time of year. I love this. I will be home for Christmas briefly just so I can see the snow because, man, I, Christmas in Minnesota is drastically different from Christmas in Arizona. I hate it here. And during Christmas, during Christmas. Right, but right. we're going to do we're going to do a special little power rankings here list our power rankings off from three to one, bounce it, bounce it off each other. Uh, for Christmas movies, and this is my time. I've already watched both Home Alones. I've watched National Lampoons. I got I we're stacked up. I am ready to watch Elf, obviously. Um, but we'll start from uh, we'll start from three to one. So, do you want to list off your third, or should I go first this time?
1: You, by all means, you go first this time. You know,
0: a, oh, a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> wow. All exactly. right. Well, let's let's start off number three. And this is actually my personal favorite. Is it really a Christmas movie? I, I think Frosty the Snowman. It's only like a half hour long, but it's not like a show because there's not more than one. So I'm going to call that a movie Frosty the Snowman. My personal favorite. Fro- and and I, th- I think it's just the, the happy birthday When you just put a hat on the on a snowman. He goes alive. First fucking thing he says is happy birthday. Funniest, funniest shit ever. I I I love that every every time it just gets me. Like who would have, I, no one would have thought of that? And that just fucking gets me going. And it has everything you need in a Christmas story: a magical snowman, Santa, pure emotion, and someone just learning the spirit of Christmas. And I think that and just going into that that freaking magician. What a douchebag! Seriously, what what an absolute douche guy goes into a classroom just doing some magic trick for kids finds out his hat is magical turns a snowman to life instead of befriending the snowman and being like his boy and like i did this he's like give me that hat screw your snowman you have nothing kids he just like this little girl is like best friends with the snowman and the magician's like not nah, not nah, chance dude no way i'm this is mine no kids are having fun on my watch. Where's the decorum, man? Where's the decorum? Give some respect out.
1: Yeah, where's your Christmas spirit?
0: <laughs> all right, what do you got for number three?
1: Um, All right, I, my number third, you know, a Christmas story, you know, it's legendary. It's legendary, Um, it has a lot of like sentimental value. Those get a lot of points for me. So Christmas story, you know, it's a classic. It has, you know, the iconic the lamp. You, everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say the lamp. And and also,
0: uh, yeah. But he didn't. But I didn't say fudge.
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there it is. It's like, you know, y'all shoot your eye out with that kid. You know,
0: what an extra movie. It's that like that movie is beyond extra.
1: It's super extra. Uh, I love it. <laughs>
0: all right awesome number two for me is going to be obviously just an utter everyone watches this maybe 12 times a year elf can't go yep. wrong with elf you have to go with elf at some point in a christmas movie list probably one of the fun probably the funniest christmas movie of all time i would say i think so
1: oh, yep. yeah i agree no doubt and
0: all and just shout out 2000s will ferrell because that guy was absolutely unstoppable the funniest man in the universe is two thousands Will Ferrell, his prime. Just the, the, the one liners are just unbelievable. Francisco, oh, that's a fun name to say. And obviously, just another Christmas tale. You got Santa, you got uh, you got Buddy's dad. He's learning the spirit of Christmas. It like it's just an, it follows the script of the perfect Christmas movie. And yeah. and the and the spaghetti like the
1: with the syrup the
0: pop tarts the m&ms i could never tell if i wanted to try it or not <laughs> i, I like i i, I kind of wanted to try it as a kid but i was like man i don't know if I, that's that's a boundary i'm not sure if i should step
1: yeah that's that is a tough boundary to want to step you know that would be that, i'd have to be several bush lattes in for that one <laughs>
0: just try it out oh yeah syrup and bush light right
1: (laughs) yep oh yeah
0: santa oh my god (laughs) Ah! the best that's the best one-liner all right what do you got for number two
1: all right um i don't know how controversial this may or may not be but die hard
0: i've never seen die hard fun fact
1: oh you have to see die hard it is so sick you know it's um,
0: the epitome of Christmas,
1: it's, it's, it's you know, you get to see, um, god, I can't think of his name right now, bald guy, yeah, oh god, you know, whatever, but you know, he has the iconic line, yippee kaye, you know, so he has oh, the yeah, icon-
0: y- oh yeah, yeah, of course, yippee kaye, so. uh, and then insert the rest.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you got it. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, Bruce Willis, there it Bruce is. Bruce Willis. Yep. So, as you know, one of those classic, you know, good guy versus bad guy has to save the girl, you know, that kind of gig. It's, you know, it just really it hits me in the right spots.
0: It, it gets, it, it hits the hard strings. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like that. And uh, mine, I'll, I'll jump into my number one here this uh, I have a real sentimental uh, connection to these like older Christmas movies Santa Claus is coming to town that's that's my number one that's that's got to be my number one cuz it's the it's the OG it's the origination of Santa Claus on it's the OG story that movie did kind it did creep me out a little bit but for some reason as a kid I was still drawn towards it to watch every time like do you remember the winter warlock at all that yeah. scared the absolute shit out of me i like i love the movie but when i was a kid i had to like put the blanket over my head and i'd be like mom tell me when it's done tell me when it's off
1: <laughs> what the hell are you doing putting that in there and
0: yeah and then, then he turns to good and then they then all of a sudden they pull out the banger the best the banger christmas song put one foot in front of the other absolute slapper of a song and that's how that's i'm i'm like singing that all christmas to myself and then on top
1: of great Christmas movie you have to have a great soundtrack
0: yes i couldn't have said it better myself and then and then lastly the villain burger meister meister burger who comes up with that that's the funniest shit ever dude <laughs> like what a dick too another just absolute douchebag banning presents for the kids what do the kids do to you santa even gets you a yo-yo and you're like i freaking I love yo-yos. And then he's just like... And then he just flips out because he broke his own rule. Just take the yo-yo, man. Like, it's a cool thing. Legendary. All right, you're number one. Let's, let's top her off here.
1: All right. Probably going to be a little basic, but Grinch Christmas. There you go. Grinch still Christmas, you know. Which, I mean. which one?
0: Which There's three of them now.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, well the the live action one from the 2000s
0: really <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that one always weirded the hell out of me me and mom never watched that one because we were just like mm, I, it's weird <laughs> this is weird man <laughs> i like the cartoon one the the first from like the sit this is why i don't know why but like those sixty like 1960s 1970s like christmas show movies those hit for me but not that one give me what do you like about that?
1: You know, it's just the Grinch is kind of a very, you know, relatable kind of guy. Um, you just I might have to give it a try. It's been, been almost 15
0: off. years since I've watched that movie, probably.
1: <laughs> just a bunch of people giving this guy crap, pissing him off every year, you know.
0: And he's he just seems like, I'm going to take your shit, dude.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's a nice little redemption story. His heart grew three times bigger that day, and it's just, you know. Never forget. In full circle, and yeah, love a good redemption story and, you know, happy go lucky at the end, everyone's happy. It's it's a good story.
0: Comeback player of the year the Grinch
1: have that all-time gif with the uh, with the Grinch.
0: Yep, that's that's the all-time gif. That's the all-time gif. Comeback yep. player of the year, best redemption story of all time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Are you looking at that?
0: I'll put it I'll put it in the realm of that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, That rounds out the power rankings in the first half of the show here on Spunk Lake Sports.
1: Jerm, are you having fun? I'm having the time of my life.
0: I um, expect nothing less, especially
1: with me. Absolutely, that's why.
0: (laughs) All right, let's throw it to a quick break here. When we come back, wild, going wild. We'll talk about that. The Goofers got a bowl game. We'll dive into that a little bit, the matchup itself. And then we'll top it out with random Minnesota athlete. So stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the latter half of Spunk Lake Sports episode 13 special guest Jeremy Lagos with us here talking about some wild, a little wild talk. I know you're a big hockey guy. You got the hockey bullet going on, so I couldn't appreciate you more, especially for this episode. But we're 30% of the way through the season here. Last week, your Minnesota Wild were on top of the Central Division. This week, they're on top of the whole damn Western Conference. So, oh, yeah. yeah, they are uh, currently rocking a seven-game win streak. Kaprizov had a kind of slow start to the season, but I think he's—I I would kind of say—he's officially hit his stride here. Enough, <laughs> enough points in the last few games, yeah. and you know, the whole team, like the, the boys are buzzing. Something the Timberwolves and Vikings should really, uh, really yeah. kind of look at and see if they can do exactly what they're doing, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah jerem what's been what's been fueling the win streak what's what's really been going right for us
1: well and to make this off the top to make this win streak even more impressive they've been doing it without jared spurgeon mm-hmm. jared spurgeon one of their top defenders he's been hurt captain of the game team game thursday so he'll come back you know the day you're listening to this um captain of the team you know second full-time captain uh And to do it without him has been phenomenal, especially when coming into the year, the defense was kind of one of the question marks. Um, Coming into the season, the Wild, the biggest question marks were, you know, goaltending, can Talbot do it again? And defense, they let go of Ryan Suter in one of the more surprising moves, you know. I think most Wild fans didn't anticipate that happening. They saw Suter or they saw Parisi, you know, that was, you know, the writing was on the wall for that one. But to see Suter Mm -hmm. go was kind of crazy. and. You know, they don't have a lot of household names, especially on that D-line. You know, most of the casual fans of the league aren't going to know them. But, yeah, the Wild have been hot. They've been one – I think they're still the best 5-on-5 team this year. They have the most 5-on-5 goals in the league, which makes their run super impressive considering how they're special teams. Mm-hmm. Um has not been super consistent this year. Right,
0: yeah, the they're they're in, like, the bottom of the league when it comes to the power play, when they're on the power play, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, very not super hot power play. That kind of went back to last year, too. Um, But power play goal in two straight games after an 0 for 18 streak dating back to the previous five games, and that's why those 5-on-5 five five goals were so important. They weren't right. produced on the power play, so you got to get the goals where you can. And, you know, really good game. Last night against Edmonton, one of the best teams, you know, in the West as well. And they Wild honestly didn't play their greatest game. The first half of the first period was a little sketchy. They played really good at the end of the first, uh, the end of the first period. The second period was mm-hmm. not good at all. And you know, they found a couple more goals. Um, they scored some pretty cheeky goals yesterday. <laughs> um, and you know, one guy who has been a big surprise, I think, this year. Um, and has been really helped, especially losing Ryan Suter, is uh, Dmitry um, Kulikov, I think is I. Yep. I think it is. Kulikov. Yep. Um, having his best year, he has not been good since 2015. He already um, has matched his point totals, I'm pretty sure, for that year. You know, he's a plus eight this year. He hasn't done that since then. He's scoring goals. He had that really nice goal yesterday, breakaway, on a super sick one-touch pass from Kaprizov um of course it's coming them.
0: from kaprizov
1: of course yeah a little one touch in the neutral zone and he sprang them and got him yeah, <laughs> um, you know, kind of that was the insurance goal they were looking for and so that was uh the wild have been so I I be good this year but to be the best team in the west i think exceeds even probably most um wild fans expectations
0: yeah i would i would certainly say so cuz uh Talking to, you know, Cherokee Jack.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: There we go. Yeah, he's been saying kind of the same thing. Just really surprised. Like, knew they were a good team, but more so a couple years down the road, it's going to be nasty. But it's pretty nasty right now. So, with that, I mean, with that being said, is what is, like, you have the star power now in Kaprizov but I guess where's the key to the success coming from? Is it, is it like the, the role players exceeding expectations, or is it just the team just boating really well or, or whatever? What kind of thoughts do you have there?
1: Well, I think, you know, they, the guys, the unheralded guys, the guys that most hockey fans are going to know about, like Um, I know you guys have talked about him on the show before Hartman. He's on pace for 40 this year. You know, we didn't, Nobody really ever saw that coming. Um, expect- really? No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> who
1: would have thought? He signed a really super team-friendly deal this offseason. Three years, I don't think he even makes $2 million a year. So he's probably wished a little regret there right now. But expect, you know, and you don't have Fiala. Fiala's not scoring goals. He has three on the year. You have Rask, Victor Rask, who most Wild fans would love to see him in a different sweater. He has four goals. <laughs> yeah, he scored a goal yesterday. So now he has more than Fiala. Uh, so it's um, really nice to see that everybody's like, playing well.
0: Yeah. And, and when like our top guys like Fiala or at the beginning of the season, Caprizov weren't doing what they were doing, the rest of those guys stepped up. We were still scoring like four to five, like three to five goals still per game, even with these guys not being really a part of the the scoring itself.
1: And I think another player that's helped the offense a lot because even when the wild were in the midst of you know the the best years with Suter and parisi they weren't the most offensively talented team they weren't scoring a whole lot of goals but yeah. now you have got uh, jonas brodine for example he um has probably one of the most underrated defensemen in the entire league and he's known more as a defensive guy The last couple of years his points have been starting to creep up and this year he's gonna blow you know his career highs out of the water he's Stepping up more into the offensive play. He's showcasing his speed in an offensive manner that he hasn't really ever shown. And I think that's another reason when you have guys like Fiala who aren't producing like you're used to or would like to see. I think that's one reason why you can see um while they're scoring so many goals, you have these defensemen, you know, you have Dumba, you know, he's gonna give you some goals. Um it's really nice to see just the entire team kind of being able to mix and match a little bit because You know, they haven't really had a whole lot of consistency from where guys are playing in the lineup. Um, They've had some lineup changes. And so the fact that you can put guys in different places and they're still able to produce, especially like Hartman, that's, you know, probably the X factor for them this year. That's a big Mm -hmm. reason. You have these guys who aren't household names that are giving the wild points. And Talbot is playing really well right now. Didn't really, hasn't really cost the wild games in the beginning of the year, especially. But he wasn't playing super great now he's playing right. pretty now. He's playing pretty well. So it'll be up to yeah, it'll be if they can keep that going. And once Fiala, if he can turn this, he can turn it around and he can flip the switch. Because when he gets hot, you know, he gets really hot. So hmm. for the while we be doing this without a guy, Fiala wanted Caprizov like money. He got the one-year prove a deal kind of arbitration thing. And if he's going to want to make money, he's going to have to start producing. So. Contract
0: year, contract year. And I like that you brought up Jonas Brodine too. You know, obviously I'm not like the biggest hockey guy in the world, but I notice things. I notice things here and there. And I was watching a little bit of that Edmonton game yesterday too. Uh Cherokee also uh, let me know, but about Jonas Brodine, how he's one of the, like, the fastest skaters or like really good defensively. Cause I know uh Connor McDavid had pretty much a, it was a one v one breakaway, and Jonas stuck stuck it to him pretty much. He got the poke check, he bodied him up, didn't let him even get towards the net. And I was like, okay, well if you're doing that for against Connor McDavid, you can certainly do that against absolutely anyone. Having a guy like that on your team, pretty nice.
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and you know Connor McDavid's like you mentioned, obviously probably the best player in the league one of the fastest he's won the fastest skater competition during the all-star break I think at least twice so he I think McDavid definitely thought he saw you know space yesterday and then Brodeen was able to close that down and you
0: went full Sam Darnold just saw ghosts <laughs> we got the best player in the league seeing ghosts from Jonas Brodeen. so I guess that begs the question not all you know not all spot streaks win streaks going forever but Realistically, will will the Wild ever lose again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they might. I don't think they'll probably ever lose another game.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't think so. I I definitely wouldn't think so. But, you know, it's just really also nice to have one Minnesota team that does things right. Like, please, Timberwolves, Vikings, please take notes on what's happening. If your best player isn't playing great, good. Next guy, step up. The rest of the guys can't suck.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, and just the Wild themselves, seeing them top of the Western Conference and a hockey state too, the the playoffs are going to be nuts in Minnesota and St. Paul. Um, I mean, just the way we're playing right now and having these young guys that are maturing at at our very eyes pretty fast, can they put together something special in the playoffs? Do you see that? Do you see, like, past first round?
1: Yeah, I could definitely – you know, of course, you know, super optimistic fan. You know, yeah,
0: obviously you're I that guy.
1: <laughs> they made, you know, they took uh, Vegas to seven games last year, and yeah. you know they have a lot better team this year. Honestly, last year they weren't even really on track to make the playoffs. Last year is gonna, we're building something in the future. We're gonna be great. Let's get it. Par-
0: let's get rid of Parisi right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know they were able to, and I know referees and whatever but those refs during that series were just turned a blind eye to I, anything that you know I, would help minnesota out it was mm-hmm. you know really awful so the fact we, that, well,
0: we are well seasoned in that department with yeah. any sport
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: whenever minnesota gets a really crappy call like or when they get a call that shouldn't have happened i'm just like no freaking way yes thank you (laughs) shout out refs hey i wasn't asking for it but i'll take it i'll take it that's awesome appreciate that
1: no you you shouldn't rely on refs to win or lose games but
0: Mm. you gotta play you gotta play but it doesn't help when there's discrepancies we've definitely seen that (laughs)
1: well there was yeah we won't get i won't get into it a whole bunch but at the wild, the way they played against Vegas last year, and the way that they've, you know, because now once you get to, once you hit that quarter mark, that's when you can really like find out which teams are legit and which teams aren't. Yep. So at the wild, so deep into the year, playing so well. Um, I really do think that they're one of the best teams in hockey this year, and Ooh. that will give them a chance to make a run in the playoffs, get past the first round. They haven't made it past the second round um, since they beat. Colorado in seven games a few years ago um you know and then of course they got bounced by Chicago but they uh this is the first chance I think they have to make it to the third round of the playoffs since I think that was the o three o four 4 season when they had those incredible games with the seven game series then they go play against the Ducks and they score one goal in four games and it was just absolutely classic Minnesota um from that standpoint mm-hmm. but I think it'll I think they have a really good chance to make it to the third round um, for the first time since, you know, we were like 10 years old. So that's nice. That's nice. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's move on to our last little topic here before we round out the show. Uh, let's talk a little Gophers football. Uh, overall solid season. I honestly, I have a couple complaints, but nothing too drastic kind of spoke about that on the last show too, right? That Illinois loss is obviously unacceptable bowling green, but they were literally one Iowa win one just beating Iowa away from being in the big 10 championship and getting absolutely slapped by Michigan, but it's being there. What matters, especially for the, the Gophers, because they never had a big 10 championship before they, they expanded teams. So we've never seen a big 10 championship, but now we're officially in bowl season. Gophers second big 10 West can't complain. And they got West Virginia, the Mountaineers in the guaranteed rate bowl. Actually it's in Phoenix, Arizona. So I might, it's on a Tuesday though. So yeah. I that sucks, but I'm still might have to make it there. Uh, West Virginia themselves, they got a six and six record coming into this game. I don't, I think that's a little disrespect on for our part, but what are you expecting from this game, Jer? Can the Gophers uh, take the guaranteed-rate Desert City Incorporated Bar and Grail Corporation Bowl?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't think you're going to be shocked to hear. I like their chances, but I have very good reasons why I do like their chances. There we go. Okay. So, you know, the Gophers, no secret, they have a really good defense, top 10 rush defense, top 20 pass defense, mm-hmm. and – Surprisingly, I found out Minnesota has never played West Virginia before. So, this will be the first ever. time we played each other ever. Wow, like ever that's before. awesome. Fun <laughs> fact. Um, I like that. <laughs> so, but um West Virginia likes to, the way they play is they like to run the ball and then use run, uh, play action off of that. But they might be without their top running back, Letty Brown. Uh, he has four touchdowns this year, 13 rushing, and then a you know, 14 total touchdowns. So he's their best, you know, offensive player. They run their offense through him. He might not even play. So I like the gophers' chances before that. I like them a lot more, especially you know, if he doesn't play. Um, and the gophers are 31-15 and one all time against big 12 teams, and they're riding a free-game bull winning streak.
0: I like that. Okay, I like uh, that. Yeah.
1: And yeah, so I like you know they're playing good. They have they're having a really good stretch right now. They're playing well, um. So I really do like their chances, um, for a plethora of reasons. Yeah,
0: do all the above. No, nah, for me, I mean, I got I got. I'm expecting a win here. I'm kind I feel a little disrespected by the committee, putting us up with West Virginia because it's a six and six team in the Big Twelve, which has always been a top heavy conference. So you got your top three teams and the rest of them are mediocre to absolute garbage. They only beat Kansas by seven, po- or, yeah, seven yeah. points yeah. by a whole touchdown. And on top of it, uh, West Virginia, they're giving up 126 yards on the ground this year. The Gophers run about 700 times a game. So if we are, so if it's working, we're going to win. If we somehow decide not to, we can't run, and we don't get those rushing yards, well, we're probably going to lose, but I mean, the teeter totter is definitely going towards the gop side, uh and that should just kind of open it up for Tanner Morgan to at least get a couple gimme throws if he can make those. I don't expect much from him, maybe like ten pass attempts, <laughs> but I, i'm seeing I'm seeing a gophers dub right here um. Not, I mean, not much to really go off of. It's just been a weird season for the Gophers with all this, in, all these injuries, these weird losses, and just kind of. Hopefully, we can just take this game pretty easily, not get any more injuries, go into next year and compete for the Big Ten again. Because I mean, obviously, Muhammad Ibrahim, he's coming back. He's potential All American running back. So, I, <laughs> optimism. Oh, I, I know your optimism. Will uh, so? I won't ask you if the Gophers can make the Big Ten championship. Will they make the Big Ten championship next year?
1: Doubt it. I wouldn't think so. Doubt it.
0: <laughs> uh, I doubt no, it.
1: Doubt it. I'm, I'm, I'm doubting it. Oh, um, okay. Just because, you know, they, they might have four offensive linemen drafted this year. Like, they're, they're talent up front in that standpoint. You know one of the reasons they've been Doesn't able to suck them.
0: that we didn't have a good quarterback to put behind that, too. Like, oh yeah. my god, this offense Putting, could have been nice.
1: Oh, actually, quick uh, shout out Monticello, one of their uh, Gophers offensive linemen is actually a Monticello grab, and he set the record for most consecutive starts ever for uh, Big Ten linemen. So, Iron Man, let's go! Yeah, yeah. so um. Yeah, shout out Monticello right there. But yeah, with them um, losing all those linemen, which I think is a reason they've been able to throw not that these guys aren't talented behind mm-hmm. Mo, but that's I think that's a big reason why they've been able to throw anyone back there and they've had success yeah. nice run.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh,
1: those linemen, yeah. And Tanner Morgan's coming back. Say what you will about him. For his twelfth year. For his twelfth <laughs> year. So I I would doubt it they could make a, but, oh, you know, sorry, called oh,
0: doctors.
1: you know i'll I'll never completely doubt pj fleck and he just signed that massive contract extension so
0: hopefully we got more (laughs) we've we've been the youngest team in pretty much college football for these last like three years so it's always nice that fleck's always bringing some guys in here and we're just building the program so i think yeah next year if we're losing that many linemen, I would probably not get my hopes up too much. Gophers fans, not not just not quite yet. Let's see what the let's see what the new guys got to bring in store. So we'll see what the Gophers do. I'm kind of excited. Hopefully they're they don't do Vikings things or Timberwolves things that make me angry. Like or Gophers things. I guess you could put them in their own category, too. How do you lose to Bowling Green? I don't know. But let's round Yeah, let's round out the show here, Germ for Minnesota random athlete of the week. I feel like this is something you, you, you definitely want to jump on.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I was super excited for this segment.
0: All right. Give me it. What do we got?
1: All right. Randy Foy.
0: Oh my God.
1: Randy Foy spent, you know, last year was in 2009. Um, But you know, he had a really good year for us that year. 16 points a game, (laughs) four assists, three boards. One of the only guys who could shoot. Was, I mean, say what you want. get buckets. Um, <laughs> someone's so got to score. Someone's got to score, and it was him. And you know, that was especially around that 2009 to like 2012 era, is when there was really, really bad Timberwolves teams. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're just
0: getting into our Ricky. Like we, we didn't quite have Ricky yet until 2011, so we're going through the dark years got Corey Brewer on this squad. Just a, like the, the most random set of NBA players put on one team. That was pretty much your Minnesota Timberwolves post KG. <laughs> well,
1: and obviously this isn't a real life thing, but I love playing with Randy Foy on 2K9. The Timberwolves were kind of cheat fun code? that year. Yeah.
0: He's a what cheat code
1: him? on 2K9. He, he was a cheat code, you know, he was, you know, he would drop those three bombs and, Bars yeah,
0: all over the place. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, green. Nothing but green.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'll head into mine then and round out the show because this is a, a real special one, real special one. Not really a random athlete. He's quite quite a staple in these parts, but I got to give a, just a shout-out to Tony Oliva. Tony O. Oh, got inducted. Yeah. yeah. Finally got his ass into the Hall of Fame. Like Truly one of the great, probably a top-five twin all-time. A staple for Twins baseball with Harmon Killebrew, Rod Carew, I and mean, th- those teams are just nice. And uh, Tony O, that's that's my pops' favorite favorite Twin. I know uh, I, if you've ever been to one of those like Twins caravan things when they have like a couple players and like a, one of the old guys come out come around and say hi and stuff. We went to that a few years ago. Dad got to uh, meet Tony O, and he go, I think he said something about him wanting wanting him to be in the hall of fame. So shout out dad, shout out Tony. Oh, he's fine. He got his jacket. He's heading to the freaking hall of fame and he was just a monster for the twins. He was only a twin his whole life, 15 years from 62 to 76, 23 to 37 and just a twins uniform, eight time all-star nine, 1,917 hits a little less than three digits to get that 2000. On top of that, he had 217 hits in the 1964 season, which is just absolutely absurd. 220 career home runs, 947 RBIs, and a career 304 batter. Best batting season came in 71 when he hit 337, which is absolutely freaking ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He, a long time wrong finally righted when he made the Hall of Fame. That was – come mm-hmm. in there that's
0: I mean those the, the, those are those are definitely hall of fame stats and I'm just so glad that Tony o, he finally got it in especially yeah you know, before anything else <laughs> before he kicked the bucket or anything you got to give the man his flowers while he's still breathing so honestly I I love love Tony o. dad would show me highlights of him all the time him sliding in he's just a hustle guy and I know dad the dads appreciate the hustle guys so Okay. I love that Tony O's in there. We finally, we finally made it.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. C- can't say enough good things about Tony o, you know, when mm-hmm. especially when he's one of those career guys, it's like, you don't see a lot of those people say you don't see a lot of those anymore. Especially in like-
0: Minnesota, especially in Minnesota. If you're a Minnesota lifer, we will ride or die with you no matter what.
1: It doesn't matter. Rain, rain, shine, or snow. We'll, we'll, we'll have your back and, minnesota fans are any if they're not anything but loyal so nope. you know you
0: all number six did it well yeah well, that'll round out the show here for spunk lake sports episode number 13 germ thank you sir thank you sir for being a part of this fabulous show and being my co-host for this week i truly don't think i could have done it myself
1: <laughs> well, when you asked me to be on i was uh, thrilled i've been looking forward to this uh literally ever since you uh, approached me about it so the fact that we could put it in action and i was able to hop on the show it was a lot of fun and i'm glad to be here
0: all right well uh, give me give me some parting words for for the people what do you got anything
1: you know just whatever's going on in your life just keep trucking make sure you have good people with you um i found out through my life that uh You know, the smaller the circle, actually kind of the better. Just make sure you have your homies. And you can, as long as you have the homie support, you can do anything you want. So.
0: Beautiful. You got my support, Chief. Ride or dies. Always got to stick with the ride or dies. We'll appreciate you, Germ. We're definitely going to have you on. Again, if Klon's out, you're my man. But for Spunk Lake Sports, episode 13, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll catch you back next week. And Klon will be back here with us. So stick around and we'll have more.